Nicholas, welcome in. Our thoughts, first episode. How TJ, are you? TJ, Weber, our thoughts, second episode. I say first episode. It's the first episode with both of us. It's the first episode with both of us on board. I wanted to, you know, if no one's listened to the first one, I, I mentioned that. I mean, probably. Every, I wasn't on it, so. Well, people definitely listen to it. I mean, I'm I'm the one that brings the entertainment check value. Check the numbers. Check the numbers. I'm going to check the numbers. Go check them out. I explained, though, to uh, on the last one that we're going to start doing some of these Kind of, t- you know, thinking out loud type of thing where we're going to, you know, hopefully, I guess, give you more of a behind-the-scenes look of what we do, what our thoughts are about the future and stuff like that. And I said, you know what, Nick? We haven't talked about your Reno thing, like, really in-depth. Like, going in, you know, you live in St. Louis and everything. That is true. We have not. So, I am I am leaving this great state of Missouri for yes. the first time in my life. Yes. It's going to be interesting. Even college, you went to Mizzou. Like, yep. I mean, you're used to being Missouri born here. and bred. Never lived more than an hour and a half from home. You freaking out? Not really. No? No, I'm excited. Uh, Big T was like, oh, you're going to get homesick moving away. I mean, I'm, part of me is going to miss St. Louis for sure. I feel stupid if I said, no, I'm not going to miss my family or friends or oh, you yeah. guys or anything here. Like, obviously, I, that will happen. I think it's it would be, again, it would be different if I was leaving – for somewhere where I didn't know anybody, mm-hmm. right? If I didn't, if Feel I wasn't that. close to uh, at least some friends, right? Like Trent and and uh, David, my roommates, and then Olivia, obviously, who's going to be in Denver. Off the bat, I am all in communication with us and our our team, developers, and those things. Like I know people out there. I've already met a lot of them, and it would be different too if it's like, okay, you get this job offer, boom, you're moving like six days later. We had, you know. Been we've, we've known kind of for two months really that this was this was coming and and so there's time to build up to it you know to get mentally prepared for the leaving process to finish up anything we need to finish up here um and to really kind of get the feeling set for what is next Cause yeah. I, I think i think it's like you know again and having a lot of friends out in Los Angeles and out west already is going to be is is comforting. Being Helps by out. Lake Tahoe, I know a lot of people are planning on visiting, which is cool. Uh, it, I think that's going to be fun. Not me. Fuck you. I'm not visiting. Yeah. Nope. Fuck you. Get out of here. So in that sense, it's uh, it's exciting. I think we have, and what really makes it even more exciting is the how much hype is building around since we've made our announcement that not only I'm joining, but other couple other people yeah. on it's board. It's just it's a cool concept you know yeah, like the sports gambling stuff is even if you're not a better yourself you can't really deny what's what the movement is i mean right. everything's kind of going with it so i you know i i figured when you said you were going to go i knew you it was the good time for you to go i mean because you are at an age too where it's like you know 26 years old is time like we've talked about it even with our stuff you know i i'd expect that we do brews as long as we possibly Certainly. want to even going into when we're super fucking old but like the 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 grind and the making it a business part that kind of goes away when you have kids and a family and whatever else and you're in a situation you know me and you same age same mindset but we have two different situations where it's kind of perfect for you to go explore and see what else is going on and i've mentioned this on the show and i think you talked about it too so it's nothing new to anybody that's been listening about the situation but you know I don't expect you to come back. Like as far as Bye living here, no, I mean for a while. I, I and yeah. I hope you don't because that means it's that means oh, it's good. That's a good thing. <laughs> no, no, I, know. I just I don't think. Yeah, and I know. Real, I don't think Trent's and I don't think you guys would think St. Louis is not a good market for that right now. It's no. just not. So, um, I'm I'm rooting 
if this sounds weird, I don't mean to. I'm rooting for you not to be back because that means that this thing worked. Yeah, and I think, you know, we look at it. It's uh, We're six months in Reno for sure, literally till uh, middle of January. Our apartment lease is middle of July through middle of January, so it's kind of in line with when we're leaving and uh, definitely coming back for Thanksgiving and Christmas. So on the holidays, come back, see everybody, see the family. So I will be back. And, and, and I mean, nowadays, you know, flying is so cheap. Yeah, it's 27-hour drive, I think it is, yeah, yeah. out there to Reno from St. Louis, about 1,800 miles. Hopefully my Avalon makes it out there. Yeah, it's bad when it says one day when yeah, you search Google like Maps. Yeah, one day. One day, two hours. You're like, gee, Benetli. <laughs> so from that aspect, it, it's uh, it's nice because, you know, you can fly back relatively cheap. And the good thing is, is me being a cheap ass, I don't – really have a ton of stuff i don't i don't buy things i pay for experiences tj ah, yes experiences. experiences with your friends and family is memories. more me- memories so i think it's good to um you know i've learned to do that financially right from this time that i graduated i've always been okay with money and and savings and things like that and obviously living at home see i'm saying obviously shit time obviously that's my crutch word now living at home i've had the luxury of not having to pay for groceries or rent thank you mom and dad i love you appreciate it yeah so that has allowed me to save but not only save also learn how to live with less you know we we talk about minimalism i i do practice that in a sense not Mm -hmm. extreme minimalism but in a sense where I would rather, again, spend the money on traveling, on plane tickets to come back and see friends and family, even if it means I'm living in another state or city, would rather spend that money on plane tickets than I would spend material on things. material things. Sure. Right. And so, again, flying is, is, is not cheap by any means, but with the you know financial stability that I have, it, it's nice and I'll be able to afford that. And the good thing is, since I came out of college, I've never really made more than like 25 grand like yeah. so understanding and learning how to live on 25 grand once you then get a real job and with a real salary because our market is a our business is not one you go in to make money no we knew if that anybody honestly doesn't know that like it's not it should be obvious but maybe it's obvious to us because we were in it but tv radio like you're saying especially when you're really young unless you're hitting like the big markets right away it's not never it's not lucrative it's just not and 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 we understood that you know you're not in it for the money you're in it for uh the experience the thrill that is beyond live tv there is some thrill behind that Uh, i I do miss that in a sense you're you're doing it to be able to cover the sporting events to talk about sports for a living but it does not come with a big paycheck attached to it and so that's one thing you know when i tell people or friends like oh man yeah it's so cool you have to go to like the pga tour cover like the cardinal playoffs whatever it is sure it's certainly cool but that means you have to make sacrifices elsewhere you know i'm not i'm driving up i'm driving a my avalon you know two hundred fifteen thousand miles going strong things are hot love the car love the car i think even if i was making a good time big salary i would accept the only really real requirement i have for a new vehicle is to have four-wheel drive so i don't have to be getting pulled up by my hip, up the hill by big T when every fucking snowstorm comes. <laughs> Something does tell me though. I mean that Avalon, it's like one of those cars that if you try to like give it away, it's going to like show up back in your driveway. Yeah. Like, it, like it'll never die. Like it'll always make its way home. It'll always make its way home. <laughs> it's it's funny you say that cuz my dad had his Yukon for the longest time and the thing like didn't have AC for a number of number of stints during certain summers and uh it uh didn't have uh I think something else failed on it at one point and he finally sold it and then he saw it like i think 
five yeah. months later or something. So it was like bought by somebody that was actually like in town. It, it's funny, but no, I mean, so from that standpoint, again, a lot of people buy fancy shit to impress people they don't like, and it's like it makes zero sense. Why? Why spend your money from a job, a nine to five that you don't necessarily enjoy, to get a good paycheck to then go buy shit that you're trying to impress people with who don't give a shit about you? Like, and why you also not, don't like them. Yeah, why like, why not go work for a job? Maybe you're making a little bit less money and save that money, learn how to be financially responsible. Don't go out and buy every big thing just because your friend or your, your coworker did it and, uh, you know, use your money sparingly you don't need to go out six nights a week go out one night a week those yeah. kind of things and just understand and have any good concept about money and then you can do things you actually want to do yeah no that's so. that's that's the thing you've always been like that you've been like that since we started this whole thing you know and it's it's i honestly i tip my cap because i'm i'm the same way sometimes where i don't do it to impress other people but you ever just buy something and it's just really stupid like you don't you're like why yes. did i buy that or why did i spend all this money on you know, beer today. Like I love drinking beer. Don't get me wrong, but like, think about when you go out on a trip or something, and you're just you're spending just gobs of money on fucking alcohol. When you're gonna regret the next day. Like how much? How many things of alcohol? How many shots did we have on Saturday and Sunday? We're like, why the fuck did we do that? And you're spending money on it. Now, it, again, that's we're young and we're stupid, and that's what we do. Sure. But there's a lot of people. You're right that buy material things like really nice cars. Like to me, again. I always make the small penis joke. Someone has a lift kit fucking truck, or they have a fart can motor or a muffler. They have something that they have to make loud noises because they that means they have a small dick. They have to make up for their small penis syndrome. For me, I drive a Chevy Cruze. Like, I'm comfortable with my situation. Nick drives a Toyota Avalon. He's okay with his situation. So, you know, to me, my car is meant to get me from point A to point B Correct. as safely as possible. I really don't care. I drive a little bit faster than some people do. It's fine. I don't need the bells and whistles. I don't need a $50,000 car. You don't I'm need good. a computer system inside the vehicle. Yes. You know, uh, yes. Uh, I need my, my my Apple CarPlay. Use that all the time. Love it. Need it. Other than that, I'm good. Four wheels, engine, and, uh, and, uh, and and some air conditioner yes. in it is is those are the keys. You know, maybe maybe a trunk to haul some shit, but outside That's of that, it. don't need all the extra Sirius XM and things like that that cost you all that extra money. No, exactly. And that's that's kind of where we are too. Is like how many times you go through your bank statement and you find, oh yeah, I forgot I was paying thirty bucks a month for the last five months. I forgot we even had that. Honestly, that's like one pro tip everybody should do. I know a lot of people don't want to ever look at their credit card bill or what they're spending. You have to. Like it, it, it and it's different when you're spending cash because you could be like, okay, I have this much cash and I spend it. Credit card, it gets very easy to go swipe, 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 and not think about it. Mm -hmm. Or even when you're surfing online during coronavirus when you can't go out to the stores it's very easy to to click through and order what you're ordering on amazon and they always do you know good marketing teams on uh, these websites oh but for 15 percent off you can also get this oh since you're buying an iphone charger you want an iphone case as yep. well oh you gotta might, match it you might also be interested yeah in the uh you're buying the workout leggings you might also be interested in the workout top like and they get you you're like oh yeah like yeah oh it's only 20 more dollars <laughs> oh it's <laughs> only do it we can splurge. It's only an extra 10 and it's okay to do that sometimes but really understanding i think when it comes to finances is like taking one at some point once a week and going through your credit card bill and seeing what you spent during that week and really tracking it so you can get a better understanding of okay this month i spent x amount of dollars on food right. this month i spent x amount of dollars on 
car insurance and phone. And you'll have those same constants that are always there, like insurance. But maybe, you know, you are you get furloughed for during coronavirus, so you need to cut back on food for a week and not eat out so much. And, and just, like, understanding, coming up with a budget that reflects your lifestyle habits and understanding that, you know, how much you spend monthly so that, too, when you do go to that new job and you or you're negotiating a raise or renegotiating a salary or when you need to take a pay cut because coronavirus is happening and everybody's taking pay cuts, you can understand, and when you're talking to your boss or significant other or whoever that you can understand where your money is going and how much you need or how, where you can cut back on because i think so many people do that especially millennials but not just millennials people of all ages and just tend to kind of go through the 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 bells and whistles like you said you might be spending uh eleven dollars or twenty dollars for hbo and you haven't watched hbo in fucking two months but that's how they, and they don't care they're not no, gonna, no, they they're don't not care gonna and you're you know. like oh well it's too hard to log in and and cancel I'll it take 12 buck hit no big because deal. yeah it's just yeah. 12 oh it's fine you know whatever it's fine and and even when you do go in to cancel your subscription are you sure you want to cancel yeah you gotta go like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you gotta go through like 15 steps, the steps and then make sure you got the confirmation email that it is indeed canceled because i've had that happen before where i thought i canceled something yeah and then i get dinged again for it and i'm like wait no no, no i canceled so you didn't this. confirm oh you oh, didn't confirm your oh, email i didn't confirm on the 15th <laughs> page after you asked me 14 times if i wanted to stay yeah no get the fuck out of here it's like it's kind of the casino uh theory i've heard where you know how you go to a casino and you go in and you you put a hundred dollars in and you say, "Oh yeah, I'll bet twenty five bucks." It's just it's just it looks like credits to you. But then you go out to eat and you're like, "Oh, twenty five bucks! I God, I can't splurge on a twenty five dollar cheeseburger." But you're gonna spend twenty five dollars yes, on a hand of yes. blackjack. It's because when you go to the casino, it's all credits to you. It's not real money in your. You I mean, it, it is, but you don't. When you have chips in front of you and stuff. You're playing a game. You're whatever. Let's throw whatever's out yes. there. But when you're at, uh, you have real money in your hand, your credit card. Ah, twenty five for a burger. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. We've all done that. It's 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 the same concept of when oh I can't buy fifty dollars worth of groceries, but I can go spend fifty dollars on drinks with friends. Yeah. Or oh no, I'm not going to spend a hundred dollars on you know insurance on car insurance, whatever it is. Oh, but I'm going out to the movies and Top Golf. I, I can't miss that. Yeah, yeah. So I can. Well, yeah, it's, it's experience. It's just hundred dollars. Yeah, like, sure. and, and again, but even even the same way. Like, oh, I'm not going to spend uh, uh two hundred and fifty dollars on. I, I'm trying to think on like uh on, on books for school. Yeah. But I'll spend two hundred and fifty dollars on the new iPhone sure. or the new Xbox because or a new. Cute workout set because all my other friends have it. Let's like say cute workouts. A cute workout. You never get a cute workout. I don't set, call it TJ? cute. No. A nice cute workout pair of boy shorts. Yeah. Pop those on there. Go for a nice job. Save that. I didn't think we'd have saved that moments in the hey. hard thoughts, but here we are. There you go. You, um, get, you get that. We no, digress. But, Let's get back to Reno. This has been like seven minutes <laughs> talking about money. This is this is. This we is are a finance podcast here. This is what's great about this this little shindig. We don't have any plans. We can just kind of go and talk about what we want to talk about. But Nick, this is about Reno. That, I, I got some questions for you. I've never interviewed you. This is interesting. Like we've interviewed people together. Um, I've had my own interviews. You know, not on. I guess not on this platform, but elsewhere. But this is. I get to kind of you know interview you about Reno oh, yeah. here. So, I mean, it's just a nice discussion. I I'm curious. You know, how do you think this changes the show? Do you think it changes the show? And I guess what are your thoughts on being in two different cities? And as far as the show goes. 
it's going to be interesting. It, it'll certainly be different, right? Because we can't come over to the studio and do things out of the studio like we normally mm-hmm. could, notwithstanding about coronavirus, because we've been doing the show remotely since March. And, and this was before that I found out that I was moving to Reno. But but one of the factors going in is obviously taking into account Brews on the Balcony and everything that we have put in for the past two years, building out the new studio um, and what have you, and all the ideas we have moving forward for the show and for the for the the brand and one of the things that confirmed to me that we can do it from two cities is just the quality that the podcast is i Mm -hmm. mean when we were doing it via or as we do it via zoom still during corona here and there when it's convenient we come into the studio but i think the quality hasn't changed at all and one thing i talk about with the podcast is a the content's got to be there b the quality's got to be good yep c it's got to be consistent so when you look at that, you know, we, we figured out the consistency factor. We've made it work no matter what, how busy our schedules are. We get out two to three podcasts a week with bras and the quality is good. And the content is there the majority of the time. Some shows we don't, aren't, aren't as top of the line as others. And that's going to happen when you do 400 shows, right? You're, yep. you're going to get some duds here and there. But I think really the interesting thing is that even when I move to Reno, you know, we'll still be able to do the show. Yes, I'm sacrificing by getting up at 630 as opposed to 830, but I'm fine with that couple days of the week trying to become a morning person anyways as we get older uh and so i think that'll be fine i think the consistency i think the content will be there obviously we won't have as good of back and forth chemistry as you'd necessarily get in studio i think there's yeah it's fair even doing it remote there's still some sort of um lag in that and i think that that really comes from the comedy factor i don't think the communication is there you can you can communicate fine back and forth, but you might not be able to pick up on a joke or mm-hmm. set somebody up as well when you're not in the same studio. But I mean, the majority of podcasts, pod true podcasts are done with people in multiple cities. Right. That's something that's always been a thing. And thankfully technology allows for that to happen. So as far as the podcast goes, I think everything will still be, pretty normal i i think and we should even try to expand beyond what we're doing currently you know we talked about well we have a lot of this video content we like to do how do we do it with with us in different cities and i think we were talking about some of the competitions we could do like where you do it here and i do it in reno you smash the video up i think doing you know me really owning our persona as like i said like you have especially with the toasted rad reviews and kind of as a st louis guy I think I'll focus more on the gambling side of things, mm-hmm. the betting, because I'm ingrained so heavily in the industry now, being a part of that, that I think there'll be more uh, that I can offer in that landscape and really pushing the brand to a bigger level than just St. Louis. We've always talked about St. Louis. We're two St. Louis guys, but we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves into just being a St. Louis podcast. There's so many St. Louis podcasts out there already and when you talk about sporting world blues and cardinals that it's kind of a diluted market and that's and one there's thing so many people doing cardinals and blues content. yeah like there everybody are so many can, people doing it. can give their take and it's fun it's certainly fun to talk about i, I think we should do a little bit more than we do with, with that because i love ranting and talking about the teams oh, that, sure. that we watch and that's why these little fans. societies are thoughts things this can yeah. be if there's if there's something that we want to go in depth in because to me you know we have a certain audience that expects similar entertainment on brews and bras. Like if you tune into brews, you know, for a fact, usually 
me and Nick are doing the same shit. We're giving each other shit. We're talking about whatever. We're trying to make people laugh, be entertaining. Bras, same thing. It's more of a guys, I say guys versus girls, but we talk more dating relationships. That's kind of the brands of it. So if you throw in sports talk, it just doesn't work for it. That's why we have a separate football show. So we can talk in depth about, you know, the gambling side, the betting, the, the betting side, the fantasy football side, go all in depth with football. But to me, like Bruce can be whatever it's, it, it, it wants. I mean, me and Nick talked about it and said, we don't really have a brand, but I think that is our brand where we are just kind of goofballs and we mess around and it seems to work. People seem to like it, but this type of shit is like, yeah, I'm, I'm, me and Nick are still Cardinals and Blues fans. Like we still, we did pretty good with Blues content. I'd say last year of when I was at the games and we would do, you know, mid intermission reports and just being hammered and shit like that because that's who we were. That's that's what was intriguing at the time. You know, we're not going to go out of our way. You know, the Cardinals are coming back in a month to talk about the lineups. It's just that's not what we want to do. But if we want to, it's it's for like a separate audience type of thing. We, we won't talk about it on the live show. We don't need to, you know. And so. there's everybody wants something different, right? And I think that's that's something that I look at and find interesting because we don't have necessarily a specific brand. You know, some people are talking about finance some people are talking about fashion some people are talking about sports some people are talking about you know beer right like we're right. bruising the balcony is our 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 brand but we're not like breaking down in-depth beer but some podcasts are like that you know my dad listens to a woodworking podcast everybody kind of has their niche and, and some people you know like rogan are more focused on interviews and we'll kind of talk about what relevant topics are going on in today's world. We just kind of go in and I would say ours is more entertainment, millennial, Based, millennial yeah. entertainment type. Um, and, and even as we are, you know, a couple of years in still trying to find that niche, the thing is, is people enjoy the content. So even though it doesn't have a specific uh, idea behind it, 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 that's okay. And I think that's where some of these offset podcasts will kind of add some more flavor to it. You know, if someone wants to do a short little blurb on, the Cardinals or a short little blurb on fashion or whatever it is, you know, a bachelor episode that they can do that and not have to have the whole gang there and have the whole, whole, sure. whole group there doing um, and having that back and forth. I think that's a unique thing when we get, you know, you and me and Kendall and Laura all on. Uh, it's, it's very unique when it's you, me, Zook and Big Web on. It's very unique. Like it's, it's when it's just you and me, it's very unique. Mm -hmm. But having these offsets when it comes to podcasts, because I think too, you know, whether people are listening, I don't know how long this podcast will run, but a, a lot of people's attention spans is much shorter. Yeah, sure. And maybe you don't have 45 minutes to sit down and listen to a podcast, especially we're noticing that during coronavirus numbers are, are down. A lot of our listeners listen when things they're on their way to work, when they're at work. And now during coronavirus working from home, you have a lot of other options. You can have Netflix on the background, what have you. And so their uh so length when we look at podcast length that's definitely something that's a uh paramount because i think sometimes just a 10 minute quick hitter is good and maybe that includes an interview with somebody maybe it's just 10 minutes talking about yeah for sure dylan carlson and the cardinals outfield like having those mixed in with the rest of the show is, is good not everybody's going to listen to every single podcast not everybody's going to listen to you know our podcast and broads maybe they just like football maybe they just like bruised sure uh, maybe they, they just like, uh, just the, uh, maybe just like bras if you're more for the girl talk. Uh, and so that's as content creators, it's our job to give people options. And that's mm -hmm. something I think we'll continue to do. Even when you and me are not in the same city is like, I can maybe do an offset on betting stuff. And, well, that's, and, and, and I was literally going to say that. Yeah, I said, like, I, 
I want a sports betting podcast, hundred yes. percent. And I, 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 you'd probably be the one to do that because you're going to be in that world. So, um, I also, you know, this could be an option where it could grow the the brand, or we could try to team up with people in other cities, saying like, all right, you got a guy in St. Louis and a guy in Reno. I don't get it. Well, if you understand the story, you know, to to me, it's like Bruise is almost like a story. It's the TJ Nick story, like. It's, it, we talk about our lives, and you, you kind of put in a little personal touch to it. But it's also like us talking about, you know, our trip through life, and like we we focus on the fun things. But like this is a big step. Like two years ago, Nick didn't know he was going to Reno. We didn't know he was going to Reno, but it becomes part of the Bruise on the Balcony journey. Also, it's Nick's professional career, but it affects me because we do the show together. We have, we run business together, so it's like it's intriguing, and we talk about it. And then you know, four years down the road, Nick could be in Vegas or Denver or whatever. It's it's gonna be intriguing just because like we don't know what's gonna happen, but it continues because people are intrigued, I guess, by us. Again, we don't try to make it about who we are. We don't really talk. When I say we talk personally, we we joke about shit. Like we say, oh, like ha ha, you know, Nick's an Eagle Scout. Like that's just a personal fact about it's Nick. True. But, but Nick very hard for that. has to bring it up all I have the fucking Eagle Scout time. Card to prove it. So it becomes a joke. But it's like we, you know, people somehow find us intriguing. Trust me, if this wasn't working. I mean, we'd be doing something, but we'd change it. We would completely change. But I could speak for both of us by saying, like, we, we hear and Don't see. Speak for me. Okay, well, fuck you. We, we we hear and we see the feedback. We we know people enjoy it, so we don't yeah. want to change who we are. We always want to get better, but there's always room to improve what you already always. have. But I, if, the, if there's feedback on good shit, you got to continue that, too. I so. think it was interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I think it was his Oscar speech. Matthew McConaughey said, um, and I think about this a lot. Someone asked why we're going to be winning Oscars. Well, I, uh, potentially. I mean, I mean, we already sold movie rights. Yeah, we already sold undefeated <laughs> coming out this fall uh, for for Dismet Spartans yep. uh, 2019 Is that the name season. of it? You called it undefeated. Undefeated. undefeated nice. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Undefeated. Fourteen and zero has the D in there. The Dismet D for undefeated. Ah, ah see what you did there. That's catchy. Wow, you that's, video editor, you. That's catchy. Uh, no, but in his Oscar speech, he was saying. Someone asked him the question, "Who is your hero?" And he said, "said me in ten years." And then, so they came back to him ten years later. Said, "Are you here?" And he said, "Not even close. It's me in ten years." Mm-hmm. And like again, always having something to strive for. And I think that's where we have the right mindset. A, you have to be a special kind of person to do what we do to mm-hmm. to to grind. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. To, that's the best compliment you gave to me gr- ever. To grind wow. and without any. Uh, guarantee that there's going to be a reward or that there's going to be a benefit at the end of the day that we are able to do podcasts at midnight or one in the morning after a long day of doing other shit but we want to put out a podcast i think that type of person again the entrepreneurial spirit you have to be a certain kind of person some people are completely fine going to their nine to five collecting their paycheck and kind of continuing on doing what they're doing and being able to have their weekends off and and we're big you know we we follow and watch all gary v stuff but you know, don't live for the weekend. Treat yeah. every day like a Monday. Every day is the same. You know, even if you've accomplished something like we have with building the studio, it's like, okay, what's next? Mm-hmm. That's great. What's next? Yep. What's next? Well, what, we, we need t-shirts. You know, we see the Kakabitch shirt sell. That one sold very well. We just okay. came up with two okay, ideas okay, before the show. Okay, what's next? Let's get let's get on, on board. You know, yeah. never, never hesitating or becoming complacent or comfortable with what you're doing. And even, yeah, that's one of the reasons moving to Reno is out of college. You know, we both spent four years going to uh, college to be in TV, and two years out of college, we're done with TV. Like TVs are gone and a thing of the past, yeah. and it's like yeah. always being comfortable with willing and 
able to adapt to change, not being, not being scared of, okay, here I was in a situation four years in, two weeks away from graduation, uh, and realizing, oh, shit, I don't want to do sports TV. What do I do? How At do least I, you, you found out before you graduated how do you I, got lucky. Yeah, exactly. How do I adapt to that situation? So took a different path coming back here and doing radio and, and digital and really understanding, I mean, we follow the landscape pretty heavily. I think a lot of people are like, oh, what's podcasting? Oh, what's TikTok? We're definitely ahead of the trend on a lot of different things just from being in the world of of, of media and technology and kind of understanding where we're where it's going. And I think we're the same way with with the sports betting and sure. um even though it's a little bit taboo right now in certain areas where it's not legal state to state you know it's legal federally i think we're still ahead of the times and that's really when you know trent approached me saying hey do you want to come bo- on board with what we're doing i'm like fuck yeah like this is a great idea it's something that we are invested in and that's something i think is super cool because yeah i started two companies now um both of which i would say are successful in different avenues but not being like okay yeah this is the end all i'll be all because like when we started weber yale media we it's an idea we knew we could make money off it i don't think we realized how much money we can make off it i think we've made more money a lot more money a than a lot we, more money a lot more money yes. than we even had because i think when we started the company we didn't even realize we didn't we've never marketed we've never marketed once we we put out one video that said hey we're announcing the company and everything since then has stemmed off of us building the company. It's the reason I'm going to Reno. With, without the media company, we would I would have never gotten the call. I was just going to bring that up. I would never have gotten the email from my buddy, Corn, who had the opportunity to work with Dan and Sharp Angle Sports. And then had that not ever happened, I never would have gone to Florida, to Orlando, and met Trent. And yep. so it's like... It's crazy, isn't it? It's everything crazy. happens for a reason. And I think it's just... You can't ever get... A, you can't ever get complacent and get comfortable, maybe until you retire, you know, well down the line. We're 26. We got all the time in the world. Knock on wood. Could get hit by a bus tomorrow. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, that's nice. Uh, you never know. <laughs> and, and it's staying. So you always got to be striving, ready, create more, ready for that next chance. You can't wait for opportunity to fall in your lap. You got to create your own opportunities. And we have one with, with Book It, and that's something that, you know, we're just kind of adapting as we go, adapting as we go, changing as we go. So never really, I think a lot of times people get set in stone, like, oh, I have to be married by 25. Yep. I have to have a house by 30. I have to do X, Y, and Z. And when they get there and that doesn't happen, that's when they start to settle in like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? Uh, shit, this isn't working. And they start freaking out and getting anxious. And, you know, or maybe if you're like, if you're dropping out of college, maybe you get to college, and realize, oh, shit, this isn't, this isn't for me. What do I do now? I, I thought I was going to graduate and get a job, or maybe you graduated college recently right. during coronavirus, and there are no jobs. So what do you do? You just got to be ready to to adapt and be Adjust. be comfortable with not being comfortable. Yeah. And that's you know, it, again, it takes the right mindset to get there, but understand that hey, it's not going to be rainbows and, and daisies the entire you, your entire life. You might get somewhere, you might get fired from. Yeah after six months for no reason right and 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 you can't you can't do anything about it because unfortunately that's the world we live in but i think about it this way you know with what we do i think a lot of entrepreneurs can understand this mindset i said it in last week's our thoughts too just kind of going off about content and the future of botb and everything i said i don't want to sit there at 65 years old after working 
40 years in what a corporate world and in and, and it's fine anybody that does that it's totally fine it's just not me yeah i don't want to sit there and regret not taking my shot regret not trying for a dream like i i've been i've been already in a dream i've gotten paid to do video and broadcasting for pro sports team the grizzlies pro baseball d1 basketball d2 football and basketball i have worked in sports since 2016, I've been getting a full paycheck for that. I can't, I could not be more blessed right now. Do I want more? Absolutely. I, I want the world. I want Bruce on the balcony to take off. I have more dreams, but I look back and when I think I have a bad day, I tell myself, dude, you work in sports. You make highlight tapes for a living. People love your video. People are paying you thousands of dollars to make video. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a dream already. So, yes. You can't be complacent, and you have to take your shot. Even if you do, like, I, I'll say this right now. This is this is 100% true. If Lindenwood had to drop me tomorrow, whether it's COVID, whether it's whatever the case may be, and I, I'm sure I'm safe there. I've been there for, it'll be my third year, or it'll be my fourth year, three years in, in August. Um, I'm just being hypothetical here. If I got dropped by Lindenwood tomorrow, and I had to get a 9-to-5 pencil-pushing job, but I could still do this, I could make it work because I now have a creative platform. I have a platform that allows me to get my creative juices flowing. I believe in this. No yeah. matter where I go in my quote-unquote day job, I believe in this right here that eventually it will be full-time. I do. I truly do. And and that's what you have to strive for. I can't say, oh, well, it's not ever going to work, so I'm still going to do No, you have to dream big. Try for it. If it doesn't work... Again, at least you took a shot. At least you tried. And, exactly. that, and that's kind of how I am, you know, with Book It with the move to Reno. Now is the right time. Not dating anybody. Uh, don't have a lease on an apartment. Uh, blessed to not have student loans. Thanks, Mom, Dad. Like, yeah. you know, have a, here. have a car that's paid off again. Thanks, Grandma, Grandpa, Mom, Dad. Like, you know, gotten like we've been very fortunate in these situations that we're put in. And now it's like, okay we have a step ahead than a lot of other people. Let's take advantage of that and do something about it. Make something better for yeah. people less fortunate. That was a whole that was a whole concept of starting futures recruiting. Give underprivileged kids an opportunity to get to college. You mm -hmm. know, Weber Yale Media help small businesses affordably get marketing to be able to get their message out there uh, and not have to break the bank on on creating videos for their company and to compete with all the other big dogs in the yeah. industry and then you know book it is just another step in that direction it's it's creating a revolutionary platform for the sports betting world through the use of social media and today's technology and the expertise of and knowledge of everybody in the industry to bring everybody to one one platform and kind of do it together because i've been telling everybody that you know when we talk about in our meetings with book it uh it's it's and i talk to my handicappers and i talk to my uh, our, our team, our media team, you know, our, our, uh, our investors, all these things like, Hey, you know, when the client wins, we win when the hand, when, when, you know, sports teams are winning, the handicappers are winning, then the clients are winning, then we're winning. Like everybody wins, everybody eats together. And that's, that's the thing, just because I'm moving off to Reno, it's not that we're discounting what we've done with Bruce or that sure. I'm moving on to the next opportunity we're using it as an opportunity to expand what we're already doing. It's, it's always, Okay, yes, what's next? How can we build upon that? And right, we're in two different situations. Like you have a house, wife, dog here in St. Louis. I don't have any of that yet. Definitely would love to have that someday, but it's just the situation I'm in is different. I think that's where people, uh, you can't always get caught up in comparing yourselves to other people, especially in today's world on social media, Instagram. 
people are posting about the greatest opportunities that they've had, you know, but they don't post, they don't post about all the bullshit. Like sure. You're seeing like me going off to Reno and, and, uh, on Instagram. And like, we're talking about posting funny videos on, on bruising the balcony. We've had a sh- some shitty shit happen here in the past month that no one sure. knows about or is going to know about. It's just those things you kind of keep in house that are like devastating. And it's just like, you're just yeah. like, fuck, like that sucked. And, and, you know, you learn from it. losing money and, and losing, losing certain opportunities. Some of that stuff happens. And like, you know, you kind of just build off it and, and continue, you know, okay. Use, turn those L's into lessons, you know, let's sure. figure out how to, how to rebound, how to do better. You know, if we did something wrong. Uh, and since then, by the way, again, we won't say what, but since that situation, we've gotten some other opportunities now that have like, wouldn't have happened if that would have. Yeah. Basically, yeah. No, I mean, it's just like, like it's again, crazy, again but... it's just things, things happen in, in, in the yep. business world. And then, you know, you'll, you'll have some good breaks, have some bad breaks. And, uh, and you know, it, it, you just got to kind of roll with the punches. I mean, when I was working at the radio station out of college, I was like coming back and being like, Oh, this is a great opportunity for me. It wasn't, again, wasn't high paying. And I think a lot of times people, especially right out of college, think they need, think they're worth more than they actually are Mm -hmm. and not understanding, okay, you got to kind of put some blood, sweat and tears in it before you get some uh, reliability, some accountability. And, you know, I think, that was definitely a learning experience from working at the radio station and seeing how much potential I thought they had. And then, you know, going through what we went through with the piss poor management that runs the station and, you know, how they've kind of driven it into the ground and driven out all of the good people that work there and kind of put a lot of great people in a really bad spot. Like, I mean, you, you, the management there was, they were assholes. They, there's no other way to put it. They were fucking assholes. And, you know, but from that it's okay let's not fret on it too much. Let's just use that experience. Let's take it. Let's learn from it. And let's make a better decision moving forward. Well, I think what it, what it taught us, I mean, even hearing the situation from you through you about it, you know what I mean? With, before you left there, you were saying, you know, well, fuck them. They don't respect me. And, and this is not the way it should be managed. We've learned that it's important. If you can start your own thing to have your own business. So you own everything you do because that's the best thing about this is we made we made money last year and we don't answer to anybody except ourselves. Mm. That's big, man. I mean, that is honestly something that I don't think we forget, but it's something that we should take more pride in is the fact that nobody tells us what to do. We run our business and what what makes it ha- me happy about it is we're the bosses and we we're still successful. Like yeah. you know how you when you're a kid and you're younger, when I say a kid, I mean when you're just out of college or whatever, you you've always been you've always learned listen to your parents listen to your bosses do your job but we've kind of learned in a way you know people might take this the wrong way but some bosses don't fucking know what they're doing no. and some bosses are dickheads we've learned that we've both had horrible yeah. horrible bosses i've already talked to you about the one i've had in the past and it hasn't been many it's just there are certain people out there that are either total dicks or they don't understand how to be a manager or whatever. They just, they don't know how to do it. So you learn from that and be like, I'll never be that person. Yes. So let me start my own thing. See how it goes. I don't want to answer to anybody else. I want to own my own shit. That's what I want to do. And we done that already. And that's yeah. the thing is like, I'm excited because we've seen the success that you and me alone can just do with the connections we have and with the right. talent we have. You've already done it. Book it. We, we started this company by ourselves. You got book it, the book it opportunity through a meeting that you got through a Weber Yale client. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy that 
we're 20, we're 25 when you got 25, 26 years old, and we've made this all ourselves, and it's only the beginning. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and I think you look at it too. You know, I said you got to create your own opportunities. You can't wait for something just to fall in your lap. And I think that's a lot of people are, are will just get stuck in. Oh, I'll just stay in my same nine to five job until. You know, something better until something better comes along. We'll do this because why? You know, sure, my boss is a dick, but like, whatever. Like, at least I'm getting paid for it. And it, you gotta have some cojones to kind of say, you know, what I'm done with this shit. Like, yep. let me just go do it myself. And that's really what you know. Until you came along with the opportunity to do um, to do what now is bruise and and start a podcast. That was more of just like a a time to vent, something to do. Because I always wanted to get back on air and some aspect some opportunity and really once we caught some momentum with that and i saw what we were doing at the radio station i'm like i can make more money doing the exact same thing on my own like yeah. why am i still here dealing with all the bullshit the day-to-day that they're not going to listen to what they're not even to value what i'm saying because i'm younger i'm a young millennial right not like you know it's called stupid fucking millennial like, like okay whatever that's fine have your opinion we'll agree to disagree and i was like okay let's just go do we'll this. see where each other is yeah, we'll just in go, five yeah, years we'll go we'll go, we'll, go I mean? we'll go do this you know we'll go do this on our own and really to kind of have the 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 balls to be able to stand up and say no this isn't okay all right i'm gonna leave and and do do our own thing and create our own things like you said owning your own shit is is a way better model there's always gonna be people out there that are trying to knock you down or take advantage of your situation or piggyback off of what you've created and really at the end of the day is just go out there and, and for us is go out there and make the content, let the marketplace decide if we're good or not. You know, we're 100%. not going to sit here and pat our own backs or anything like that. We sure we're happy and excited and proud of what we built. But like, again, it's just the beginning and you have to have a special kind of mindset to understand how to, how to operate in that sense that you always got to be looking for more. And, and, and even if something doesn't work out, like, okay, at least you tried it. Like and working for free. I, yeah. You're working for free. Yeah. You got to love it. I mean, that's, that's the whole point is most of the time I would think entrepreneurs do what they do. Sure. Maybe because of money, they think it's a slam dunk business idea, but mostly because they just love the chase. I mean, I, I can't tell you how excited I am about seeing us where we are two years later compared to where we will be in two years. Like mm -hmm. it's just, you know, when you go from, Shitty ass apartment. And again, we bought a house, so that helped a little bit. But you look at around at all the things we have in the studio now. We have two great cameras that we bought through Weber Yale Money cameras, microphones, desk, software, Adobe. This shit's not cheap. And we didn't have to pull any out of pocket. That, mm -hmm. To me, that's big. And I, I won't go into it a lot. We talked about it last week already, but it's just, it's something you take pride in. So. It, that's the thing. And I think you going to Reno is not going to change much with the show. And no. I'm glad that we live in a world now where technology is king and, and it can, can, we that. can work it. And it sounds like you say, we have these microphones now and, and you have a mixer that connects to your computer. It sounds like you're in the room. I, I, yeah. And I forget who I was talking to, but they're like, oh, you know, like how, how you guys been doing the show um, during, you know, uh, Corona or whatever. Like you guys still in studio? I'm like, oh no, I've been in studio in three months. And they're like, oh really? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing it from my house or whatever yeah. because of quarantine. And they're like, oh, it sounds like you're literally in the studio. I'm like, I know. That's a, that is what. That's why it's so cool. About it. I mean, we are no no offense to anybody else, but our sound sounds better than some of the other places just here that are in professional radio stations. Mm -hmm. Like our sound is is better than theirs is with what we're doing. And again, it just comes from like understanding what the marketplace is about and understand doing our research and uh how things operate and why we have bought into why we were doing video 
years before anybody else was doing video. Like, I, I mean, not to say that everybody saw exactly what we were doing and, and, and copied. I would hope that everybody would be doing video now if you're, if you're doing a podcast and you have the means to do it. But really, we started doing video. It was funny to watch. Everybody else popped on, started doing video, mm-hmm. started doing video, started doing video. And that's one of those things. You know, technology is going to allow that, and people are going to see what it sounds like, what it looks like. They're like, oh, that's a good idea. Go ahead and do it. You always got to be willing and ready to adapt and change and come up with something new and creative. And that's where it just goes back to not getting complacent because sure. – Sure, maybe we started something cool, but then like, what's next? You know, right. it, it's what you always got to keep going. It's a what have you done for me lately kind of society. You make yep. one cool video that goes viral. All right, where's your next one? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and that sometimes can get uh, frustrating for content creators that spend a lot of time creating one thing, and then you know, once you realize all the time and effort it took to make that one thing, and then mm-hmm. you got to do it over and over and over and repeat that process because you know, when you talk about advertisers like. They don't care, you know, if you had one really funny viral video, they want to care if all your stuff is getting good numbers. And that's when, you know, we talk about at the end of the day, like, yes, this is for fun. And like, yes, we are doing it to entertain ourselves as much as we are the community, but it's also about the bottom line. And Mm -hmm. that's where I think some people think, you know, oh, that's cute. cute. That's fun. You have a podcast. I don't know why I keep using the word cute. Yeah, you like that word. That's cute. You guys have a little podcast and it's like. Oh, you know, I, I think, or someone says, oh, I think I can do a podcast. Like, okay, yeah, go for it. I, yeah, it's like, I will not knock anybody for saying, but go try 100% it. 100% encourage. But it's different if you have a podcast, or even if you have a podcast that's super viral and, like, has a ton of numbers. I, I know we were, I we, <laughs> we were bashed by uh, a couple of people that reached out to us and wanted to partner up, and we're, they're like, oh, we can really help you guys boost your numbers. And I'm like, you know, that's great. I'm comfortable with what we're doing right now. You know, part of like, I don't want to team up with anybody. I just want to do our own our thing. Own thing. Yep. And they're like, you know, well, your numbers look a little low. Mm. And I'm like, mm. and I was like, hey, you know, no disrespect there. Like, I totally get that. Like, yeah, you know, we've been around for two years. And then I said, how much money did your podcast make this, this, uh, in this past year? And they said, oh, you know, like we're reaching out to some advertisers. We got some meetings set up. And I'm like, so no money. You there. said, that's cute. And I said, there, oh, there's no money. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, we pulled in over 10 grand last year so yeah. you know just because like, and that then that's makes where, you feel good yeah well it certainly does it's like you can't get caught up in a numbers game on social media that's mm-hmm. what so many people get caught up in how many likes do we have how many followers do i have how many you know how many shares did i get how many people listen and those numbers are all very important no doubt 100 percent. but if you can convince advertisers to pay you for it and not look at your numbers who gives a fuck? And it's return on like, investment, man. Yeah, that, that's it, the main thing when you're when you're. It depends who you're going after, but like we are St. Louis guys. We've been around mainly. It's all St. Louis besides Manscaped, pretty much St. Louis companies, St. Louis based companies. But it's also return on investment. Where like even my aunt, like Kay Roberts Remax Cool, that's my aunt. Love her to death. She's always helped me out. But I know for a fact she's gotten business from that. Like mm-hmm. so, she's been with me since I was on nine twenty. Like all the radio shit shows I've been on, the podcasts, all that shit. She's always had my back. But she's gotten a couple clients from us, yeah. and that—that's the thing is like, not from I just mean in general from you know investing in me and like believing in sure. me, and that feels good to me knowing that yeah she's my aunt she's helping, but she is getting she is getting real return clients. on an investment. And to let you know too, like when I say it's not just family and friends sponsoring, we've had you know Cafe T, we've had a good I've had a good working relationship with them for a long time. Bill has bought in enough too. Where we were there on week sixteen. He told me, Nick, to the face, like, hey, I, I, you know, I'd be interested in having you guys back, possibly. Like, right. it would be great. Like, he wouldn't bring that up if he didn't want anything, any part of us again. But that's the kind of guy he is. That's the kind of business people we try to be is give return on investment, bring people in so they're spending money in their place. They're 
representing Brews on the Balcony, the audience, but also, you know, I know for a fact, my one of our best listeners, one of my good friends, Nick Tolley, he, right when we talked about STL Distillery, he headed right over, he bought three bottles. Yep. And, like, that's the thing. That's the kind of guy he is. And I know we have a lot of people out there that are the same way. Jacqueline is another one. Yep. Caller Joe's another one. And we have a lot of people that are outside of the quote-unquote you know, like I said, some of them, it's friends and family, but we've kind of branched out like Chris Bassmaster. Nick and I didn't know who Chris was. And now we went out a few months ago and hung out with them at Ballpark Village and like we're best friends. And we are, we're good friends now. Yeah. But we didn't know him when we started this. And that's it's, what, what's it, cool you know, about it's a, it. It's a slow build. I think a lot of people, when they get into this industry, not necessarily this industry, but just starting a podcast in general, they want to see quick results. They want to see results overnight. And it doesn't happen that way. Like it doesn't. You know, we've been on year three now building this up and we're still, you know, uh, we're proud of the progress we made, but, you know, we want to get even more progress, you know, down the line, even more listeners continue to build a brand, continue to build revenue streams. I think from an advertiser standpoint too, you got to understand the same point, you know, you can't buy in for one show or one month and see an immediate return on your dollars. You're going to have to do it probably for six months to a year, which yeah, creates a larger investment on your end. But I think that's sometimes from the advertiser standpoint, they want to see those immediate return in numbers, and you know, there's ways to there's ways to compensate that. A lot of a lot of times we do trade mm-hmm. deals, and we're we're definitely open to lots of trade deals because that's that's good for us too. You know, even if you can't offer cash, cash is nice. Cash is obviously the best, but trade there's a lot of value that you can still get from that, and not actually have to make a financial commitment to what we're doing and without the fear of losing money on a deal. But I, and, and again, it's all, it's all marketing. And, and those are all things we're continuous continuing to learn when someone says, you know, I would like to advertise your podcast or I'd like you guys to do a video and we're like, how much do you charge? And I'm like, well, what, what do we think? We don't know. Yeah. We're just fucking, we're going by the seat of our pants and mm-hmm. we're, we're learning as we kind of go along and figuring out what's fair. And cause at the end of the day, when it comes to advertisers or clients, we always want to, make sure they feel like they're getting a fair deal and that we're getting our cut that we deserve, not underselling ourselves, which we've certainly done in the past. And something you probably certainly have to do when you start out and don't have any uh, reputation built up. And now that we have a little bit of a reputation built up, we can say, Hey, here's a show we did, you know, 16 weeks at cafe T this is, you know, this is what the show looked like. We don't have to divulge any financial information to other clients, but just be like, this is what we think's fair. And if they say no or they want to negotiate, that certainly happens. But I think that goes back to being comfortable with being uncomfortable is is when you go in and are asking for money on from clients and from sponsors that you don't sell yourself short and sure. that you do understand what your value is and what the market value is on on things. And you got to trust your audience. I mean, you got to trust that you have a loyal audience, no matter how big it is. Nick's right. I mean, you could have, again, 100,000 downloads per episode. That's great. We're nowhere close. We're nowhere fucking close to that. Nowhere close to that. But it doesn't matter. If you have people that want to see you succeed, and they understand that with business, you get sponsorship deals. If they support the sponsors, the sponsors are going to stay on. Bruise on the Balcony continues to build, and they understand that that's the way it goes. And that we we have a good enough audience. We're lucky enough to have a really solid audience that really enjoys listening to us, watching us, whatever the case may be, and they want to see us succeed and they know how it works. So, you know, that's that's the fun part about it is that again, this platform we thought it'd take five years to be at this point. Here we are in two. It's just yeah. it's good to know that 
we but it's good to know like Nick said we're not complacent we no. we may be above our our uh, original standards I guess we might be above where we thought we'd be right now but it, it's it's definitely not the time to take your foot off the gas pedal it might be now the, the better time. time to floor it honestly it's probably better since you're three years in front of your projected numbers or you're three years in front of your projected money line. Go for it more. Now, in five years, maybe you could be ten times that number. You know what I mean? It's just, it's it's the way it's the way you push it. It's the way you you have to enjoy it, but also you can't give up. And like Nick said, what have you done for me lately? That's how this business works. But it, it's also about having people you're in business with that number one you trust, but also that you know your audience can trust, and you know that will consistently come through. Because I, I I've heard this before, and and it's hard because Nick and I have talked about jokingly. I talk about how much I don't like Miller Lite. It's I'm a St. Louis kid. It's the way it is. Nick said, "What if Miller Lite called and offers ten grand? It'd be tough to turn down." But if I'm being totally honest, I hate Miller Lite. And I, if anybody that has listened Your to the show, for Miller Lite. well, if they hear me go, "Oh, drink Miller Lite, bruise in the balcony, get twenty percent off," they're gonna go, "You're a fucking coward." <laughs> <laughs> because, but it's true though. In the same point, like that's that's a bad example. But you know, we're not gonna just fold because someone offers us money you know if we don't believe in the product or we think we're putting our audience in a bad situation it's just not going to happen so yeah, it's just no, about it's, trust and that's the thing is, is getting in getting into business with people that you that you trust and brands that you actually want to represent because again yes money is money at the end of the day but you want to be able to sure be sure that you're giving a good product out to a uh to a to your client base that you actually get behind and that you're not just doing it to, to pay the bills. And that, that's something that's good for us. I mean, we don't have a whole lot of overhead when it comes to, um, when it comes to running this thing. And so there's, you know, we have more flexibility. It's not like we're trying to pay our bills off of what we make from, from sponsorship money. So it's, it's nice to be able to verify that it's a a good sponsor. And again, I don't know what situation we would be in where a sponsor would come to us and we would say, nah, thanks or no thanks. We kind of did it with that one fantasy betting website at one point that was on there that we broke off with after we're like, eh, this isn't really doing anything for us. Like we're not, we're not really seeing that great of return on, on continuously keeping them on. And they asked to continue going and we're like, yeah, probably not. Like it just sounded like something that was kind of corny and and wasn't really working out for us, but that's what, that's how it kind of goes. You know, you gotta, you gotta understand what, who you're getting into bed with when it comes to sponsorship deals and kind of branding your own show. So, yeah, yeah, that's the way it is. I, I think though, it's going to help, you know, in this aspect too. And this is just another idea we had down the road, but you know, I think you and me, I can, again, speak for both of us, Nick. I mean, like, I, I love to speaking, speak for both you, of us here. This is before we even talk about you're it. You're my but PR guy. I think Nick and I are pretty tapped out on, like, us us two adding another show. Like, we we do brews, we do bras, we do the football show, we do some of these every once in a while. I think we're pretty much podcasted out as far as adding more and more and more with just us two. So the thing is, like, with Nick going to Reno, this might open the doors for, like, other people in other cities kind of – coming on board like sure. it, you know it just that kind of shows that we're not just a st louis thing it can be just kind of a an entertainment type of thing where you know if you want to compare it to like a barstool or a bleacher report or any of these other type of companies that are i mean their bleacher reports a little different but the companies that are bringing podcasters and bloggers from other different cities that could also be a possibility you know down the road if we got a guy in chicago and he could be 
really good Cubs and Bears, and, and we could have a good back and forth with that. I oh, think that'd yeah. be great content. So I would love that. I mean, that's what it's about. It's all it's about expanding the brand further and continuously building upon what we're already created. Obviously, St. Louis is home first and foremost, but we want to continue to expand and, and build our brand as we uh, as we grow and as we continue down the line here. So it's going to be sure. kind of interesting to see how things shake out over the next six months to a year. Could be a lot more changes coming, but uh, we're excited about where things are going, where we've gotten so far, and definitely setting a big plan, big sight set on the future, especially whether it's with Book It uh, or Brews. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be in it for the long haul. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely a long haul play, and we appreciate you guys listening. Like I said, I, we're excited for Nick to go out to Reno and and see what what happens with Book It. I mean, again, it's it's exciting to see as a startup and all the the feedback you guys are already getting from I there know, and everything. Dude, it's and it's, it's crazy. It's great, and like I told Nick, I I said this too, and this is probably something we weren't going to talk about, but you know, I told Nick when this deal with Book It happened with him said, dude, I, I know you love brews and like we have a good thing going here, but if you need to step away for a little bit or something, if, if you need to put your 100% attention into it, you you can you go for it. Like, yeah. do what you got to do. And Nick said that, no, no fucking no. way. He's like, I, I need both of them. I, I, yeah. I, I need brews on the balcony. He's important to me too. Non-negotiable. And, that, and that, that, that's awesome to me. You know, you got a really good opportunity here. And I... I it should never be an ultimatum, but like I never knew what would happen, and that's okay. Like it, you got to do what's best for you, right? And you're like, no, nah, I want to make them both work. They're yeah, both gonna no, work, we'll make know. it work. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. That's what we do. Uh, I feel like I'm pretty good at managing my time and my responsibilities. I mean, shit, running two companies for the past two years is, and doing a podcast on top of it as long as having a full time job. It's it. I mean, it takes effort, it takes work. I sure. mean, certainly some things fall fall by the wayside here and there. We've definitely had that happen with Bruce quite a bit. We say things are going to happen. And then they don't always do. It's just kind of how how it works out. Sometimes we would love to be able to do everything and deliver upon, but I think a lot of times it's it's us spitting out ideas and like, okay, you know, we'll we're making an effort here to actually do you know what's most important first, and then kind of everything else comes comes second. So we're definitely gonna get better about that in all aspects, but certainly do think it'll be possible to to, to make everything work. I was I was it was funny because I was watching Social Network last night, the Netflix or on, on Netflix about Facebook um, and their creation, obviously with Jesse Eisenberg starring as Mark Zuckerberg. But just watching the movie, and I'm like, you know, this is literally like taking the same parallel to what we're doing right now with book it yeah. like from a social media. We're all moving to the one city together to move in and kind of do kind of go all in with. So it's just, it's interesting with the parallels, you know, I don't know what the, what the end goal, you know, necessarily is at this moment, but um, it's just, it's cool to see. It's cool to see, cool to see, start something that is big and that could has some real potential down the line and credit to Trent and everybody on the team. That's getting me involved and getting me out there to, to kind of, see where it goes hell yeah man well we're pumped up for you like i said i sports i know we jumped around gonna explode. Some, oh it's gonna go crazy sports sports betting is the, and you can tell all these big companies understand it that's why you're hitting at the right time it's here. going to explode just it's saying if be. you're not in on sports betting yet get in on sports betting now yep. where you can because yep. we're talking to some very big influencers we're talking to some very big companies uh very big investors and it's not a matter of if but it's a matter of when uh, that it all 
comes to fruition and that it all happens. And so it, it's, it's going to be cool. Cause I mean, yeah, sports, sports, sports betting is here to stay. You're seeing it with the leagues, especially during coronavirus without fans in the stands or finding ways to engage with their fan base and other avenues. And that's going to happen with sports betting. It's going to happen on book. It going to happen on book it, baby. Well, we're pumped up for you, man. I'm, you. I'm excited about I'm excited. it for you. And I'm excited to see the app. I'm I'm just pumped up. I'm a, I was an early signee. I was an early, early sign-up signee. guy. I was ready to go, so yep. I, I'm ready for the app to launch. And I think we had about a um, thousand signups this past week. So that's big. I think we're up around five thousand. I don't know. I don't know what the official number is, nice. but I, I know the uh, the as the texts are rolling in right now about it. Seeing, let's see if we got any breaking news. Breaking updates. news on the breaking, our thoughts break, podcast. Breaking news on the uh, nope. Just about an apartment. Nothing. Nothing breaking. Just. Getting our lease figured out. Are you getting your there. apartment on Tahoe now? Yeah, we got the apartment on Tahoe. Not on Tahoe. Just in, in Reno, uh, about about mile from our office where our office space is. About an hour from Reno, or about hour from Tahoe. So, gonna get out there on the water and do some do some cool shit. Yeah, are you gonna do? I guess I don't know if you're. Are you allowed to do like a documentary type thing on mm-hmm. Nick Nick Yale? And not a oh, documentary, yeah. but just document it. For... Yeah, that's the whole. The whole we're documenting the entire process. Um, I'll probably start filming once I leave on July 18th for Reno as we move out there, and then we haven't figured out officially what we're gonna do or what we're gonna call it. It's gonna be some sort of YouTube vlog series, probably about the process of building the startup building book it sports and then i'm sure that they're gonna be podcasting along the ways um which we're gonna have some involvement on we'll be bringing on some of the people on brews kind of get some mix some crossover there with, with bets on the balcony uh and and as that continues you know bets on the balcony is something that could be um ramped up even more once i'm in reno because i'm going to take on the the perspective of you know as we like look at characters and different uh you know, like similar to what Barstool's doing, how everybody kind of has their thing. Betting's going to be probably my primary focus. For sure. So big in that world already. So a lot of lot of media type things that we're going to be doing from the book it standpoint. I think they're starting a TikTok. Like I said, getting involved with a lot of Instagram influencers right now, trying to work out those negotiations. So there's a lot of different things that are happening. I'd say it's book it sports is a media company first and a, and a betting company, sports betting company second. Mm-hmm. Because in today's day and age, we know we've been kind of ahead of the, all the trends from podcasting to video to, you know, the, the social media apps, even though we're not really big on TikTok, just like knowing about it and, and, and understanding it and really taking all of that knowledge and everything we've created and, and know as young millennials uh, out of college, all that media, especially our knowledge from the media world and bringing that and combining it with a sports betting industry that's been around a very long time with a bunch of big time players and uh mixing those two the knowledge base that our handicappers provide with our young ideas and creative energy and uh and then partnering it together with some big time companies and investors to make a a uh uh i don't know what the an earth-shattering concept something that's going to shake up the industry like nothing ever has before. It's gonna be great. I, I I have no doubt it's gonna go and it's gonna be awesome. Might be hearing TJ's it, so. voice on some of the ads. Look out! Hey hey, I mean I you do what out. you can. Look Big out. voiceover guy over here. Big I mean, voiceover you know, guy. We'll see what happens. But uh, contact this guy's agent. Look out! Bookitsports.com is where you can go sign up. Bookitsports.app. I think for it the, technically is. It, what? Oh, Bookitsports.app. I think it's Bookitsports.app. Well, check it so we're not wrong. You know, we we yeah. usually joke about not fact checking, but this is probably important to. Probably important. I think it's Bookitsports. I'm typing. 
in the search bar right now. Search bar right now. App. Booketsports.app. Yes, it's booketsports.app. Currently, it's just a kind of a... No, I mean, you can, you can kind of scroll through and, and check it out on your desktop or on your phone and kind of see all about it. Launch date aiming for September 1, 63 day, 21 hours, 37 minutes, and zero seconds away from that. But notwithstanding on coronavirus, it could get pushed back a little bit later if the NFL season gets pushed back at all. But yeah, if you go there, it'll tell you all about what Book It Sports is, what the concept is, you know, the ideas that we're bringing. There's only a... Uh, a small taste of the ideas. We got a lot of secrets in our back pocket that we can't give away yet because I signed a contract that has a non-disclosure agreement in it. But a lot of fun ideas that we are excited to integrate. Um, and really, as we continue to build out the team, like I said, coronavirus has been blessing in disguise because we picked up a lot of developers from other other places that they got laid off from, and we brought them on to, to, to do this thing. And so it's been, uh, been pretty cool. And Hell getting yeah. a lot of individuals involved from big companies after they left there to pick them up and bring them over to book it. So we're excited about that. What's the first bet you're going to put down once you move to Reno? Well, Trent already put one down. He uh, bet on max player 15 to one in the Belmont that lost, put 50 on that. And I think he put 50 bucks on Vegas gold Knights plus 600 to win the cup. Win the cup. And uh, we think we have a meeting with those guys here pretty soon. They're, they're interested in the concept. Um, Golden Knights are? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vegas Golden Knights. We had a I think he's had a meeting with one of their one of their uh marketing guys about potential partnerships. So some exciting stuff going on there. Good shit, man. I'm probably gonna place a bet on uh it's gonna be a futures bet on probably the Super Bowl. Okay. Will probably be who I place the money on. I'm still looking at I've thought about I, I wrote about this on com about futures bets for the MLB. Uh, for the World Series, like in the Reds, the Athletics, and the Braves. Probably, pro- probably the Athletics is probably who I'll put it on. Hate to say it. I agree with you in the Reds. And it fucking the, the, sucks, the, the, but they're, the, Red, the Reds have good odds. They're going to be good, and, man. Granted, like, their pitching isn't all up that's cracked up to be, and they have a lot of big-time big players that they just brought in, Nick Castellanos and uh, the Japanese kid, his name I can't think of, that they got um, from over from Japan, both in the outfield. But, this, this again, with the DH, it's really going to help those teams cardinals too being able to play uh now you now you hate that you traded jose martinez yeah i mean it's, it's, it's one of those situations i don't think anybody had global pandemic on their radar when yeah. uh when when that was going on but yeah i think it'll probably be a bet on the world series again i'll pick one of those teams reds have the best odds in my favor are the lowest odds and i think the uh the the favorites i think are the yankees the dodgers and then the astros are the third favorite so it should be interesting to see. But, yeah, I think that or the Super Bowl. I'll place a futures bet on because we'll st- we still won't have sports back technically yet. It'll, they'll be right around the corner. Um, but the futures bets will probably give you the best odds. If it's a game, I'll probably place some action, I think, on baseball maybe. I think that'll be the first one back. But probably hockey too. Yeah. I never bet on my team. I never bet on my hometown team. But my just have to throw a small taste on the Blues to defend. To defend the cup, small baby. taste, right. but All you know right. what? That happens when you do that. You fucking jinx yourself, and then they, then they lose. But then if you would would have placed the bet, or then if you wouldn't have placed the bet, then that's when they win. So maybe mm. I'll I'll stick to my guns and say I don't bet on my own teams, 
and uh, hope they go back to back. It's like when I, t- this, it's like this when I told you on Saturday that I was just looking at odds with Nick, and I oh, said, "Oh, dude. Dustin Johnson would have been perfect. <laughs> I think lost. he's plus twelve hundred, and he fucking went on fucking a roll and won. won. You know that if you had bet it though, he would have lost. Oh, for sure. That's the thing. Hundred percent. The only one by That's stroke. That's how karma works. The only one by stroke. He finished nineteen on there. I think second place guy finished eighteen on there. It was just funny when I got on there last night and looked at it. I was he was like, seven under at the time though on Saturday. He was eleven strokes back when yeah. when, when our buddy Sam bet on him from uh from BR and. Because he quote tweeted our other brother Glass, and he was like, "There's no way a guy 11 strokes back is gonna win this thing." Unreal. Sure as shit. DJ got hot on Sunday. Came in and fucking rolled right over him. It's the worst. It's just so bad. That's what you call Ugh. a bad beat. Well, TJ. Nicholas, enjoyed the hell out of this. Yes. We went longer than I thought, yes. but How we're long excited we about Two it. hours. An hour and five minutes. Oh, we only went an hour. Yeah, it seemed a lot longer than an hour. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 it was cool to talk to. I like to go in depth about shit like on here. It's a in lot depth. better than bruise is kind of for the entertainment purposes. Well, this can kind of how many open times have doors. we had the uh, been sitting here talking about something and being like, oh, we should have just been pretty much recording that entire conversation. I mean, yeah, exactly. There have been so many times when we're like, man, you know, I wish we had just been recording that whole fucking thing because we don't care if there's a mic in front of us or not we're gonna hit record when we talk business and stuff and when we kind of go into depth because it seemed like people enjoyed the last one i know people will listen to this one to see what your thoughts are about reno and yeah i mean everybody's gonna be coming to listen to me oh you think okay 56 listens on the last one 56 a little little low i did say 50 i I thought 100 at least that sucks i mean it'll probably be 10,000 listening to this one oh yeah i'm sure the woodwork everybody oh my god Nick from Book It was on there. Yeah, that's, they're gonna hear you a lot. And I'm like, ah, why did I click on this? Once we're once I'm rich and famous, and they'll come back, and I'll be a celebrity. I'll be, I don't know. I can't do Birds in the Balcony. Yeah, anymore. I got my own pod now. The Nick Yale Show. <laughs> yeah, I'll slam the T.J. Weber Show back in the day. Like, How does it feel, motherfucker? <laughs> the Nick Yale Show immediately takes off. Gets like he's gonna ask for T.J. to be co-host on the Nick Yale Show. I'm like, oh, how's it feel? Fuck, when we started, it was the T.J. Weber Show. So that's long. cute, T.J. That's cute. You little <laughs> podcast. See ya. <laughs> No, Bruce uh, in the Balcony comes first. All right, guys, that'll do it. Uh, if you want to chime in, 314-877-8597. Email Nick. Got any questions about Reno uh, and Yale at WeberYaleMedia.com. And uh, we'll, see you, we'll see you soon.